Welcome to Crossfade, the dueling album review show about expanding your musical horizons. I'm your host, Matt Helgeson, co-host and producer Jason Daphnis. How are you? I am pleased as punch to be back behind the ones and twos yet again, Matt. I'm, we're pleased to have you. And uh, we're super pleased to have an amazing guest this week. Um, it's actually, uh, he's uh, one of the people behind, I think, probably my favorite album this year, uh, Tariq Ravel Madonna. He goes by the name Infinity Knives. He has a new album with uh, Brian Annals called King Cobra um, that I really kind of fell in love with. And I just kind of approached Tariq on on uh, Twitter and we kind of hooked it up for him to be here. Tariq, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate uh, you guys having me. Yeah. And uh, uh, the very nice compliment about album, your album of the year. No, it's it, like, honestly, this album, I, I, King Cobra is, I love it, man. I, I seriously, like right away, I don't know who, I might have... Um, there's a writer, Al Shipley from Baltimore. I think he might've written some stuff about it. I might've seen, but, um, it's just a really great, diverse, cool, aggressive, trippy, funky. I don't know. It, 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 you guys just did an amazing job of kind of creating something. I think that just really stands out. Um, and, and so diverse in terms of all the, like the, I don't know, just the whole sonic palette of the whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a really amazing uh, album, I think. And Intrigue does a lot of stuff. Um, you're a I know you work a lot with NPR, doing some composition for them. You have sort of mm-hmm. background from everything from obviously hip hop to to indie rock to classical stuff. So um, just if you, I know this, you probably get this a lot, but just tell us a little bit about you know how the Infinity Knives and, and Brian Ennell's project came to be, and, and just what were some of your kind of influences and inspirations for that. Uh, so, I mean, uh, to backtrack a couple of years behind, uh, before us, we, I actually met Brian through a newspaper article from Al Shipley, the guy you were talking about, um, about 10 years ago. And, uh, it was a review for album, uh, his album that he had just released that Brian had just released. And I made a Twitter actually to contact him because I wasn't on social media or anything at the time. And, uh, we were just, you know, you know, getting drunk and hanging out. And then about 2020 or 2019, uh, we released a couple songs together for my album, Dear Sedan, and we just kept making music. And then eventually uh, King Cobra was supposed to be Brian's solo record at first. And then we were like, well, why don't we just make something, you know, um, full? And we kind of did. And then, um, but yeah, it was a lot of work because we spent, I, I always say this, but we spent a lot of time planning more than we did uh in the studio it was just a lot of sort of mapping the the thing out and um when it came out we were just kind of like what the fuck is this shit because we (laughs) we didn't like it we didn't like it oh really (laughs) no we well it's not we hated it as a matter of fact we were just like yeah this makes no sense um i think it's because we focused so hard on each individual songs that we kind of lost what the initial plan was um, but then when the, you know, the, the sort of articles and reviews came out, um, from like different publications and sort of anecdotal testimonies, I suppose, um, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's not that bad. It ain't that bad. <laughs> now that other people like it, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were scared, <laughs> you know, we put everything into it. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like, it, it was really ambitious on our parts. And, yeah, for sure. Um, Cause I, it was a, it was initial it was really a plan to just really make something um sort of kind of just a little bit more left you know it's something that hasn't really been done before and um 
without it too being too contrived or too too wacky. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just um, it it drained the life out of us, though. We I, I still can barely like look at any instruments or anything um, to create anything new right now. Oh wow! Yeah. So you're kind of on a hiatus. I I wish I wasn't, but I guess that's where I'm at right now. You know, I'm. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I started painting again, uh, just like you know, just to you know, since I work from home, it's just uh, something for me to do. Yeah. Right now, yeah. One thing I want to talk about, I, I know um, you've moved around. You uh, live in Tanzania and uh, then yes. kind of moved to Baltimore. I really wanted to talk about actually Baltimore as a city, a music city that I think has always had a very cool, weird, diverse, and like very distinctive kind of musical identity. And I don't think Baltimore gets really talked about as a, like a great music city enough. Right. Um, Cause I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, like, God, like one of my favorite bands, Lungfish is from Baltimore. And oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and Lungfish to me is like just one of the, like truly amazing, like kind of magical bands. Um, you know, this beach house, obviously Dan Deacon and all that stuff, Baltimore club music, yeah, animal collective. Yeah. So just how, how, how did you guys kind of relate to that? scene i mean there's multiple scenes obviously but like just talk about baltimore is that something that is sort of part of your identity and just being in that city do you think that had an effect on you um yes and not really uh i i don't know for some reason we never really quite hit it until really recently in in the city um we were kind of outliers but we did record some of the the vocals in uh uh dan deacon's a good friend of mine by the way funny enough you mentioned him yeah but he, uh, we recorded this, the um, some of the vocals at the Animal Collective's recording studio just by chance. Um, it's a really small city, so you kind of, if you make music for long enough, you start you start to cross paths with these people. Um, but for the longest time, we were we were really just outliers, like okay. uh, you know. And I feel like Baltimore itself um, is just kind of a place that I happen to live in. Um, it's not, it just, uh, I mean, you know, don't, I'm not shitting on the place, you know, no, it's no, a great no. place. It's, but just, it, yeah. it's a place that sustains me and, you know, it's just, uh, I'm not really geographically sort of, uh, loyal to any, any particular spot, but I'd also, it'll also be unfair for me to say that, um, it, I have nothing to do with it. You know, does that right. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yes. And no, it's not really part of our, uh, you know. Our thing, you know, I feel like um, just like any other small city, it's it, uh, it doesn't necessarily have one solid identity. It's more like a patchwork of identities that that makes it its identity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah so you'll get like a show. Uh, I've actually played this actual show as uh, you get a, like a R&B soul, neo soul group. The next band would be like metal and then it'll be shoegaze and then a folk band would play all in one bill uh for a night um which that's cool yeah yeah no but that, that's what i'm saying it's just it's it's weird that that's what i like about it um and i guess if there was anything sort of um that i could take from it it would be that um as you've heard uh, our, our music sort of has different uh, genres and yeah uh, definitely you know um we should hear a, a little bit. Why don't we play, Jason? Why don't we play a, bl- a little bit of uh, Coke Jaw off the uh, off the album, um, just to give people a little taste of what it's like. Oh yeah, Pink Floyd. <laughs> 
I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. We've done oh. Dark Side of the Moon on the podcast before. Oh, that's my favorite band. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. Fucking, I always have a shout out to them on everything I, re- I release. Stop living in the past, man. That shit ain't coming back. So, nigga. Fuck the Clintons and the Kennedys, fentanyl and Hennessy. Century after you die, you won't even be Noah's memory. So why worry about after when you hear right now? Fuck Whitney, turn this bitch into old. Sun's down. Sun's down. And this is sundown town. Niggas got to leave. Make shit, who gives a fuck about the crown? Feeling like Mad Max when it's trapped. And also should shout out, um, uh, Brian had a kind of a family situation. He couldn't be there. Uh, his kid was sick, but uh, man, Brian is just, he's great on this album, man. The, the verses are amazing. Yeah, no, we, I definitely like we we pushed each other hard, for real. Cruising up your block on DMT. We the post-apocalyptic run DMC. If you want that work, nigga, come see me. I'm in the garden. But yeah, no, I just, I, I love all the textures, the kind of electronic stuff. And I, I love there's like even like some really cool, which I actually want to address when we talk about the next album a little bit, but some throwbacks to like, you know, kind of 808 kind of stuff, School ED and, and things like that. Um, uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, I just, like I said, I'm a huge fan uh, and I just super encourage everyone to check it out. Um, you know, it's, it's on all platforms, Bandcamp and everything else. So, um, but let's, let's get to your album pick. Um, this was cool. This is not an artist that I was familiar with. Um, he's a country artist, uh, Charlie Crockett and the album's welcome to hard times. Um, yeah, so this was, this is a really, really nice. I had sort of a period in my life where I got really into classic country for a while, like kind of in late college. Mm -hmm. And I really just digested all that, you know, the outlaw stuff and Hank Williams and Hank Snow. He does a really good sort of um oh homage to it like yeah you know and i I, that's i i'm I'm a sucker for that shit if it's done well you know yes absolutely um well let's start off let's hear a little bit of the 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 title track here and we can kind of get into it give people a taste of what it's like but um yeah i'm really interested to talk about this album um because i i really enjoyed it a lot Life's a casino I'm telling you And everybody's playing Boys and girls, women, children, me and you The dice are loaded And everything's fixed Even a hobo would tell you this Welcome to hard time. So are you a fan of country in general? Is that something you listen to a lot? Uh, I mean, I like everything. I like, uh, I, the, when I say I like everything, I really, really like everything. But yeah, I do, I do like country, especially outlaw country from, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Um, Brian's more of a <clears throat> fan of like Tim McGraw type country, like pop country for some reason. Right. Um, like nineties and on nineties. And even today, I, I don't get it, but, um, yeah, uh, King Cobra was actually supposed to be a country Western record. Uh, <laughs> wow. Funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't turn out too well. As no, a country album. <laughs> no, no, it did not. Um, uh, the first opening track is actually like, was, was like the ghost of that. 
Yeah, the the kind of a is that just a is that an old English like folk record that you play at the beginning? No, it's me and my buddy Allison. Um, Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's me and her. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like somebody found some like Sandy Denny or like Pentangle type record or something. No, we, we were listening to a lot of Marianne Faithful and uh, yeah, okay. And we just were like her older records, and we were like, well, let's uh, let's try to give it one of those, and you know, wow, well, you fooled me. Yeah, that was kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, no, you t- I thought yeah. it was some like because I, I like a lot of UK folk stuff, and I was like, well, I'm not up on this. I should like try to figure it out. That's yeah, amazing. Nah, nah, we were just um, drinking wine and fucking around, and that's how that came about. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just great. This is it's got that very classic kind of you know '60s country kind of vibe, mm-hmm. um, and he he just has like. I think country of all things, like you have to have a certain charisma to it you know what i mean as as the like it de- it's so dependent on the vocalist and the, the 100%, persona you know yeah 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 and he's got a, a like a hint of motown yeah just, wanna, just enough yeah i want to get into that in some other songs actually since you mentioned that let's let's this is a i thought that um fool somebody else is a, is a really nice uh song and that, that i think it it he does a good job of this. He, he like brings in a little bit of like blues and R and B feel without it seeming like it's really welded on or something. Like it's very organic sounding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so seamless. I, I can't like I can't talk enough about good enough about this record. But yeah, I, I, I had that in my note. And there's even that kind of like electric clavinet kind of mm-hmm. like thing going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, just number one, like. Pedal steel is an amazing instrument, and there's a lot of great pedal steel playing on this record, um, which I can never really get enough of. You know, I think that might be my next purchase. <laughs> you know, just for you, dude. It, it's cool. Like I, I uh, you can do some cool stuff with pedal steel. There's a um, Daniel Lanois, the producer, did an album a couple years ago. I think "Goodbye to Language." That was kind of this arty ambient pedal steel record, mm-hmm. and it's really trippy and cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Jason Molina, uh, Songs Ohio, also had some really amazing pe- pedal steel. Uh, pedal steel. That yeah, I think oh, was God, go yeah. A lot. Rest in peace. He, that, yeah, yeah. He was, he, was, he was a great one. Yeah, um, but, uh, Pink Floyd. You know, speaking yeah, speaking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, we always get props to Pink Floyd on here. Good. Why don't you? Somebody else. Also, I wanted to like, and I don't know how accurate this is. It was Wikipedia, but this guy's background is almost like insanely like, out of a book or something for a country singer. Yeah, he's actually like a descendant of uh, Davy Crockett. <laughs> so here's what I have: is like he's a distant relative of Davy Crockett. Was born in San Benito, Texas. Son of a single mother, raised in a trailer trailer park in Los Fresnos, Texas, relocated to Dallas. He lived with his uncle in the French Quarter of New Orleans, and then decided to travel, buying a guitar from a pawn shop, and then like kind of rode the rails. That's <laughs> what's like, up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you know because I have a, a fairly like weirdly not the same, but just a really weird life, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely resonate with that a lot. Yeah, um, on, but, on as a as far as a backstory for a country singer, it's like, oh my god, like it's literally perfect. Match made in heaven. Exactly. You know. Why don't you somebody I also think like he's not I wouldn't say he's like um 
an exceptional singer in the sense that maybe like somebody like George Jones is, but he is really strong in like his phrasing and his his melodic sense. Yeah, definitely a, a good enunciator for sure. And um, but I don't know. I feel like it's more more than about his vocals. It's about everything that surrounds it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it just, the album sounds great, number one. It's just like the band is great, like the mm-hmm. sound of it kind of, and it, it captures a vintage tone without seeming like real. Sort of contrived. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. sometimes some of the like kind of post dap tone, like soul stuff, to me can sound a little almost contrived. Yeah, it sounds um, a little too clean or, I don't yeah. know, so I, I, I can't really explain it, but he sort of brought mod- modernity in with that vintage shit, which is just like, did it really really well yeah yeah um well so i want to make sure it's your pick so like what what, what song uh let's run through some of your favorites here um what what would you like to hear let me see i really like uh what is that tennessee special tennessee special yeah yeah that's a good one um i think that's what it's called That's a great pedal. That's a classic pedal steel intro right there. Oh, yeah. It's all the subtleties, right? Yup. The crowd pleasers have arrived and say they've got me on their minds. The trapeze artists are in full swing. Do you know Gary Stewart at all? Uh, could you remind me who that is? He's a country singer. He has an album. Uh, his most famous song is She's Acting Single, I'm Drinking Doubles. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He has an um, album called Out of Hand that I think is might be my favorite country album. But um, some there's little things that sometimes remind me of that in this, which is really good. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, whiskey trip. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep, no, yep. I remember that dude. Drinking yeah, thing, yeah. honky tonking. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, rest oh, in that's peace. A, that's a real. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, uh, I think, was kind of a wild motherfucker in real right, life. Right. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, this, yeah. It's. Uh, I think uh, country was just better off before that weird nationalism shit. Um, you know. Uh, to be to be quite frank, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have mixed. You know, uh, I grew up in a small rural farm town, so you know, I have mixed feelings sometimes about country. Right? Um, are you of, are you in the same uh, general area? I'm in Minneapolis, or in, uh, I, I came from southern Minnesota, but basically on the Iowa border. So it really was much more like Iowa uh, than Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it was definitely I, you know the imperial Garth Brooks era, and, right, you know, right. that kind of stuff. Right, right, um, yeah. And that was kind of alienating for me in some ways. But then I kind of discovered older stuff. And, like, my mom, you know, loved, like, Waylon and Willie when I was growing up. Right, like right, yeah. No, um, it's, uh, it took a weird change um, for the worst. I don't know. That's why I don't get why Brian listens to that shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's probably good stuff I don't know. I always liked Alan Jackson. I felt was, like, a little better for that kind of stuff. Is, um, that, uh, is that the dude that did... Um, Chattahoochee. What's his big song? Chattahoochee. Yeah, yeah, Chattahoochee. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I'll take that over over any other shit, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, my girlfriend's from Iowa. Oh, nice. Where? Uh, Iowa City. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Russian Russian family from Iowa City. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gabe's Oasis was a bar, like a club there. Is that right? Yeah, they had kind of a cool scene in Iowa City. Actually, that's what I, I, I understand. It's a really really cool town. 
Um, I actually fuck with the Midwest a lot. Um, great place. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Iowa City always kind of a cool, kind of punk indie kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, low key kind of thing. Um, but yeah, this is just a classic, great classic country songwriting. Um, uh, what's the one that? It, this is the one that's a cover, which I think is a great um, Blackjack County Chain. Oh um, yeah, and no, so that this one, this yeah. I knew from Del McCory. But Willie did it, and then I guess it's by a guy named Red Line, who I was not familiar with. But this is this to me is just such a classic, like mm-hmm. the prison song, you know? Right, right. And it's got that kind of like, I, I here's where my musical vocabulary uh, isn't big enough, but I love that kind of minor key, like Ghost Riders in the Sky oh, kind of kind of vibe. You know what I mean? And man, let me tell you, man, that was. Uh, it's funny. I didn't even think like that's. That is like that was the that's what the, the like you know go back to Kim Cobra that was literally what the 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 song that sort of inspired the, the record. Um, really? it, it, wow! It ended up not doing it, like I said. But sure, yeah, but I know exactly what you're talking about. There's something sort of mythical about it. And yeah, like it feels like folklore, kind of like ancient, like yeah. hill, hill country. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. did you ever hear those stories? I always love those stories where it was like when the works progress. Um, stuff during uh you know the the depression they would come through to kind of like bring electricity to you know places in appalachia mm-hmm. and they would actually find like these villages up in the hollers or whatever and people were like literally speaking like ancient like english and scottish like dialects no that had they hadn't been really spoken by you know people in my like so it was like for linguists would then the linguists went up there because it was like it was like literally a time machine to like, oh my God, this is like 1700s type stuff. Or, you know, because like these people were so isolated after, you know, after the first settlers came over, they just never saw the outside world until like the 40s or 30s or whatever. Wow. 30s, yeah. Man, yeah. I love humanity. I love shit like that. I'd like yeah. literally, I just like, I get high thinking about uh, just weird shit like that. I've never heard about that. I'll look more into it. You know? Yeah. So let's play a Blackjack County chain because this one is just a great. Yeah, Classic, it reminds yeah. me also of like weird. Um, what do you call it? Like sort of labor labor union sort of um, mm-hmm. music. You know, yep. which side are you on? Kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. I was standing beside the road in Blackjack County. Not knowing the sheriff paid a bounty Men like me who didn't have any to our name So he locked my leg to 35 pounds of Blackjack County chain There's also something about country where it's like you know what the rhyme is going to be, but you sort of anticipate it in like a, a good way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, especially on cl- especially on closers when yeah. it's sort of like the the theme. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, Black snake whip would cut off backs. Some poor fool complain. I wonder what I really want to know what cemented this sort of like aesthetic into like sort of American consciousness. If it was like spaghetti westerns or if it was 
you know, something a little bit before that. I guess it must have been something a little yeah, bit before that. Yeah, I think it's before that. Yeah, but it, this is this type of country song is definitely its own thing, you know? Right. It, 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 you know, as opposed to, like, some of the other stuff we've heard. Right, right, yeah. Um, I actually, this was a song that I did have to look up to make sure it was it was a cover, because it, uh, it was the first time I'd heard it. And um, I was just like... I have to know what the fuck that is. You know, like, is this a, you know, mm-hmm. it sounds a little bit too written in stone to be a, to be an original. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It feels like ancient stone mm-hmm. tablets kind of yeah. came down from yeah. or something. Most of all, I'm glad no man will be a slave again. A black snake whip and thirty-five pounds of black county. Yeah, it's it's that's kind of yeah, just sense of history and stuff is really powerful, you know, and like sort of, I don't know. It's yeah. weird because country used to be very like anti-law enforcement. You know what I mean? I you know that's what I'm saying, man. It it, it took a weird turn for the um for the worst. I don't know what the hell happened because I feel like being patriotic was kind of you know just a little bit corny. You know, um, I guess it, uh, maybe it's nine eleven or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's you know? I think that's part of it for sure. Merle Haggard, maybe like Oki from Muskogee, even though that was kind of like a joke. That's sort right, of like right. anti kind of hippie sort of thing. Um, let's see, what else do you want to hear? Let's we got Run Horse Run, Don't Cry. Oh man, uh, let's run up. Um, hold on, just give me a second to remember these damn song names. Actually, here, uh, where are you? Um, Let's see, Charlie. Welcome to hard times. Just uh, I'm forgiving. I'm forgiving. I'm forgetting the uh, the album names here or the song names. Okay, there we go. Uh, let's uh, let's do painted blue. There it is. That's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an amazing song. You got that Again. galloping, that galloping drum beat. You know what I mean, like a horse gallop. Yeah, yeah kind of like Marty yeah. Robbins kind of style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, this is great pedal steel again. Yeah. Um, there's a price on my head. Then there you go, some anti-law sentiments too, which I feel like he's sort of. I think he might be, or he, when he recorded this, he was on probation. I read that he had, had been involved in some like agriculture of marijuana somehow. Yeah, like, man. That got busted like for harvesting or something. At least it's always hard to tell on the internet what's real, but that's at least what I read in one thing. Good, good for him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's farming the land, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, just I want to talk to you because we kind of touched on this earlier, but as a composer uh, and, and somebody that works, you know, in hip hop, uh huh. So. And we kind of touched on the, the interesting thing about country is sort of it's like it, 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 I think blues is also like this. Um, it, it's like sort of a formula music, right? Like it has to have certain elements to be country or to be blues. Absolutely. But at the yeah. same time, it's like you have to have enough things that don't follow the 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 prescribed kind of formula or just interesting twists on things, right? Or right. else it'll seem. It can't seem stale, but at the same time, you can't 
you can't twist it too far or it almost loses. And I I did notice, like, there's some things um, with King Cobra. um, You know, like, Brian... You know, it's very aggressive and it's very very arty at a lot of points. But, mm-hmm. you know, Brian is in a lot of ways, I don't want to say a throwback, but he's definitely rhyming in, in, a, in a somewhat traditional way in a lot of areas. And then you have stuff like um, the, uh, I think, Premium Malt Freestyle with right, e- Easy right. Jackson. Uh-huh, um, yeah, yeah. And that, to me, like, just as an 80s hip-hop fan, that was like, oh, shit, like, this is like Schooly D and Sir Mix a lot and, like, you know, 100%. the kind of the 808s, like, mm-hmm. Electro. Super Bear. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like... Um, so I guess a big I just, LL Cool J shout-out and oh, Sir Mix a lot. Yeah, dude, like, I mean... I need a pe- beat. People don't really give... LL's got too popular as a actor i don't think people give him enough credit anymore as like man mc seriously like he was a beast like just he's like probably the most pure true like just talent you know yeah he's definitely one of the kings you know but i'm i'm sort of curious like how you guys you know obviously you're bending it way like we talked about the first song which sounds like a folk song and then Mm -hmm. like a coke jaw which had a lot of kind of like analog synth kind of stuff and and almost prog rock kind of elements as you were saying Mm -hmm. like how do you guys is that just something you instinctively feel out that kind of like push and pull between experimentation and tradition or how do you yeah this one the king cobra specifically had a lot of callbacks that we we really appreciate and it was uh it was more on the nose um than our other stuff you know because we we've, we've been subtle before but we really made made sure to uh, to make it really obvious this time around that it was we were calling back to you know um you know uh uh what's uh fuck what am i i'm trying to think of uh like classic hip-hop and I think there's a like posse that. on broadway like oh yeah somewhere 100%, in there there's and like some of the some of the cadences on premium what were very schooly d to me um yeah well you know we had to sort of tone down uh really sculpt not tone down but sculpt brian's sort of um uh verses because uh, uh you're talking about uh which which song again well, that was not with him. I think that was a different. Was that a different uh, uh, premium malt freestyle? Oh yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. I only remember the file names, and then we kind of <laughs> right. made the title names last. Yeah, final underscore final. Underscore yeah, exactly, final. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, this time, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we. It was just I don't know, like uh, the, that specific song. The reason it's so bare is because we were easy lives at this place called the Compound the place where um, Animal Collective has recorded a couple of their records. And uh, we were just, I had that drum beat and the dude was outside smoking a, c- a cigarette. And I was like, yo, come up, let's uh, let's throw in a song. And that's kind of how it happened. But um, I was like, yo, throw in like the line, like suck a MC or something in there. And then, you know, just to keep it like, we were just, we were fucking around and having fun, you know? Um, yeah. that, that's one of the very rare songs on there. That's like a like we didn't really plan it out. It just kind of happened. Yeah, and I think is melancholy boogie. Is that the one that's kind of almost like, yeah, like electro, like uh, almost remind me of a uh, what's a dude? Oh, he's awesome. Oh, I'm spacing his name. He's like it, West Coast. Uh, Zap Rogers. What's that? Zap. Well, Zap. Yeah, but there's new the new guy that kind of does that stuff. Uh, shit, he always wears sunglasses. Uh, anyway, but yeah, Zap. Right? Yeah, that that. Cameo, Zap, whatever. Yeah, Cameo, Prince, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick James. You For know. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that was um, 
that was definitely that. And then I had Brian sort of rhyme in triplets, sort of the Migos, more modern stuff like, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're getting saved, you know, that sort of uh, modern stuff. Cause I thought it would just be funny to um, make it take that, that new style uh, and mash it up with like something really old on, you know, and a sort of, um, claps on the the twos and fours yeah the, yeah you know. no yeah i mean that's what i, I love it's like kind of we're talking about with this guy charlie crockett you know i think it's just a good like melding of kind of newer stuff some outside influences but yet still kind of yeah. has a core you know mm-hmm. what i mean of the tradition mm-hmm. actually speaking of which this is one just because like i'm a huge proponent of like i love country songs where you can tell it came from like a title first and um, mm-hmm. this one is heads, heads, you win tails. I lose. Oh yeah. <laughs> which is like, I, I, I like, actually we we're talking about Gary Stewart, but like she's acting single. I'm drinking doubles. Like I right. fucking love country songs where I can tell yeah. the first thing that was thought of was like the kind of like clever title. Top and the, had one uh, cold beer. No wait, It was a warm beer, cold women that I exactly, thought was really funny. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And yeah, this yeah. is just heads, you win tails. I lose. I'm like, that's just so good. Yeah. No, nah, I love that shit. I, yeah. It's so subtle, but it's like, you know. Uh. There we go. The band on this is so good, by the way. Like, man, yeah. you got some good guys on this. I was driving through. Uh, my girl and I went on a road trip a couple years back, and um, we were listening to this record when it, it, it had just come out. And we listened to it so much on the whole road trip, and we ended up in Nashville. I saw a billboard with Charlie Crockett on it, like a huge billboard. Oh, okay. And we were just like, that's so weird that we are just like listening to this guy, and then, you know, but it's Nashville, so it makes sense. Pardon the noise, I live on a really busy street. That's all right. We have dirt bikes here. That's life. Yeah. How did you first come to know about Charlie Crockett? Um, it was actually one of the one of his videographers um, for some reason posted something with the Eurorack um, hashtag because I, I follow a lot of synthesizer shit. Yeah, and um, I just saw like a clip of his music video, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta find this. That's awesome. Yeah. Tales you lose. Tales I lose. Oh, tales I lose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. the singer's always got to lose in these things. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Country's always about loss. It's, yeah, right? yeah, like, right. No one yeah. wins. It's like uh, it's kind of almost like the blues. Yeah, totally. Tales I lose. Awesome. Well, this was a really great album. I. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep listening to this. I haven't. I've been kind of out of touch with country for a while. It was kind of so. It was kind of nice to reengage with this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's something that was new that I haven't like listened to a million times. Old type stuff, but still. I mean, you sent me yeah. something with a lot of heavy Western influences, though. Yes, that's true. Yeah, the next the next one is a. We can uh, switch gears to my pick. This is a, a group that I like. Truly, thinks one of the like the most overlooked bands of the entire '90s. Um, Seriously, I, like. So Jason was asking me actually before you were on, like how, like, I think we'd seen a video, me and my friend for the the first song, Mexico or Bust, which we can listen to in a second here. The band's called New Kingdom. This album's called Paradise Don't Come Cheap. Um, I actually went, they were opening for a band called The Red Aunts. And, uh, and I think we'd seen the video. We want to go see them and like, 
it was one of those shows where like the seventh street entry, which is a small room off of first Avenue here in Minneapolis, the, you know, as you know, from purple rain, um, that holds maybe about 150 people, maybe 200, pretty Mm -hmm. small, like a little dark club there. I don't know if there was 40 people there, 50 people there. Is it still around? Yeah, yep. It's just it's a side little side room off of First Avenue where like smaller bands play. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And these nice. guys came out and it was like it was like aliens on stage. Like they had a, a a guy with a mask on that was like just crazy dancing all over the place. My friend Chris actually like they had lightsabers and like he came down in the pit. And my what, friend when Chris was got, this? Probably ninety seven. I don't even oh, know. Geez. Yeah, that and sounds like, like I love shows like that. And like. My friend Chris got in a lightsaber fight with these toy lightsabers with their dancer, and they had like a guitar player. One guy was like uh, on electronics, both the rappers, and it was just this total anarchy show for like no people. But they they went so over the top and hard, you know, performance wise. We were just like blown away, and then we had you know kind of gotten the CDs and stuff. And this album is like. Uh, for people that don't know, New Kingdom, it's um, Nosage, which was um, Jason backwards. I think it's Jason Furlow and, and uh, Sebastian was the other guy. Sebastian Laws. Um, this early 90s, they had an album called Heavy Load. That was their first album. This is the second album. They had, they had some connection, loose connections to like the Native Tongue stuff, like, you know, Jungle Brothers and Tribal uh-huh. Quest. Right, right. Um, but they basically just started listening to like Miles Davis of the Fillmore, Jimi Hendrix, you know, Pink Floyd, Neil Young stuff. And I mean, I think they were doing a lot of um, <laughs> uh, psychedelics at this time. It's probably, yeah. you know, comes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> comes through in this. Um, but it's just this totally insanely kind of like thick, weird, jabbering kind of like blues, psychedelic hip hop thing. Um, Was it ever I, reissued or did they have any sort of, um, what do you call it? Uh Connections with Island Records by any chance? They were on G Street, which I think was an Island um, subsidiary. Ah, okay. And Funny. so, yeah, it, it's finally been, it wasn't out on streaming for a while. It is now, thankfully, because I've been wanting to do this and it, for a while. It wasn't out on streaming at all. Um, right, right. Uh, so this album is like their second album. It got way more kind of like weird, like late 60s rock, early 70s stuff. With, 100%. With, with hip hop. They also, um, uh, what's the guy, Medeski? Um John Modeski from the, the, um, they're still probably going like a, the jam band Modeski, Martin and Wood, kind of like a jazz mm. rock jam band. That's, you know, they've been big on that kind of like on that level of like fish kind of stuff. Um, but he plays guitar on some of this. So some of that kind of cool, like slide guitar stuff is him. But, um, I don't know, man, this, this band was like one of those things that was like, there was nothing like this before or since. And it just kind of came and went. I don't think there was much, I mean, they got some good reviews. I don't think it sold anything. I know that it was influential in England. They did well over there. And some, some of the early trip hop artists like Tricky, uh, more Chiba were, were fans of this, this band. And they, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Cause it does. I was going to say it has that very, like, uh, a lot of the drum beats has that like nineties trip hop drum beat, which is like sneaker pimps did it a lot. Yeah. That kind of shuffly kind of thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, let's, let's hear, I guess Mexico or bust was the one kind of single. It got played on MTV a little bit because that's, I remember seeing it, but it might've been a late night kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, this, to me, there's really nothing like new kingdom. And and so I was just kind of hoping that you would vibe with it. Oh yeah, and you know, um, uh, what was I going to say? When I first heard it, the first thing I thought about uh, on the first run through was like, "This was a rap Tom Waits record." Mm. Um, 
Yes, you know, like totally. Uh, and, and on Tom, because Tom Waits is also very varied uh, artist, and but it's definitely like Island Years Tom Waits, which is funny because I, you know, I, I read something that these guys had something to do with uh, Island Records. Yep. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, no, yeah, the a, kind of fucked up blues, kind of avant garde blues kind like, of thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, let's and, let's hear Mexico or Bus. This was kind of I think the single that wasn't a hit like they want it to be, but it's it's pretty catchy and um, it gives you some. Definitely uh, Beck as well, like early Beck. Yep. yep, totally. This song in particular. And they use a lot of that kind of like uh, like telephone kind of mm-hmm. receiver yeah. uh, mic thing. Or bullhorn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very much uh, Tom Waits-ish, you know, which is, he's one of my favorite uh, artists, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect for me. That's probably... I got to see him one time, and that has to be in my top ten shows for oh, sure. Oh man, in Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. He did postcard from a hooker in Minneapolis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is the crowd went nuts for that. Obviously. Yeah, and then she ended up lying the entire time, right? Yeah. Is that, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. I love, I love, like, uh, you know, comparing like rap skill rap flows as um as fighting styles a lot um especially because like i'm a huge fan of boxing and uh, oh, yeah. i love this drunken master sort of odbs um delivery um you know you can just definitely feel the spit of you know of him on the mic you know Yeah, live, they were just fucking nuts live. I just, man, I wish I could go back to that night. Uh, you never saw him again after that? No, because I think they kind of, this album kind of fizzled, and then, you know, it just, I think they got dropped, and they've done some various things, but um, there is a there is an article on Red Bull Music Academy about them that'll give you some of the um, basics uh, for people that are interested. And I think, I believe my friend gets a Maggot Brain magazine, which is that thing that Jack White from the White Stripes has been funding. Mm. And I guess they did a pretty, really like big article on them that was really cool. And I haven't been able to track down the uh, the physical copy of that yet. But right, right, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know uh, Jack White um, was funding any any sort of magazine. Yeah, I guess it's great as a quarterly, like really good paper stock and just trying to do like... Is it coming out through Third Man or is it an independent um, magazine on its own? Um, I think it's independent magazine that he just is probably paying for or whatever. Mm, right, right. It seems nice. like he's kind of just he, telling the dudes that run just like, hey, just do whatever weird stuff and like if it makes money, cool. If not, you know. Right, right. Which is great <laughs> for music yeah, journalism, yeah. yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's try to think what, what should we hear tonight. Um... I wanted to give a little bit of the, like, even the more, uh, like, kind of crazy, um, psychedelic, like, uh, I, Unicorns Were Horses, this, that's kind of a... That's a great song. A classic in my in my book, so... Yeah. It, it gets, I feel like the album also gets kind of trippier as it goes on. Absolutely, yeah. Unicorns the second, Horses The were second great. side is, like, really crazy. Um It's a very woozy album. Like everything, yeah. everything seems kind of like off pitch and like yeah, a little a little drunk, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Now this is a very, very nineties. It's a very like album of its time, you know. Oh, totally, very nineties. Yes. I li- I, I like the uh, uh, in the nineties. There was like a big callback to like sixties and um, early seventies sort of culture. Yeah. And it definitely leaked back into. Um, uh, I like that it leaked back into a, a rap record because that's really rare. Um, you know, because there's a lot of bands doing it, um, and not necessarily uh, rappers. But it also has like a weird um, southern southern rap vibe to it, uh, like early southern rap vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. Really, like, you know, some goody mob sort of, uh, you know, flows and cadences. Yeah, that full man. That first, I remember when I, I remember seeing the video for Cell Therapy by them. Oh man, and being that's like, a man, great it, one. It seems so like strange and just like insular, kind of in a way. Yeah, Black Eyes Do is a great video. It's kind yeah, of like. That was um, great. Black Hole Sunish type uh, video. Yeah, that that chorus is just so crazy. Yeah, I know it's just you like know? It's very disoriented. Kind yeah, of like. yeah. No, I I, I, I listened mean, to they, it on the way to Ohio this week. Nice. Yeah. They uh, I mean, you know. I definitely like, and they—they they don't. I've read a few things. I mean, I feel like this is a pretty heavy drug record, you know. Like, I, I think they were doing a lot of like psychedelics and I'm mm. sure weed, but like, it, it definitely has that in, in the true '70s tradition, you know. Like, there, there's a funny uh, in the article. There's a funny thing where um, Sonic Youth is actually recording at the same studio. And uh, oh no shit! And, could and, you could you send me this after we're done? Yeah, actually? yeah, for sure. It's yeah. in uh, in like Kim Gordon. Uh, is just talking to Jason and uh, she's like, yeah, it's like every time, like uh, every time you like open the door to the studio, it sounds like there's a bunch of monsters in there. <laughs> Which is That's what's up. That's awesome. <laughs> and Sonic Youth obviously is a pretty abrasive and crazy yeah, band on their own. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Were there any ones uh, a treat that you kind of stuck out to you that you want to hear? Um, I really love this song. I think the song I really liked was um, what the fuck was it? Valhalla. Soothsayer. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because it reminded me of uh, like a Jimi Hendrix sort of. Uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And they talk about him definitely as a big. Right. The other thing too is like that I like about this album. It's it's really like, as we saw you know a little bit later than this in like the very late two thousand nineties and the early two thousands. Like, it can be really tricky to try to do a rap rock thing and not have. Let it be me really tell corny. you, man. I was that's literally what I was gonna say um, uh, about about this particular record because um, people forget that. It was like it was like it was a cool thing before like uh, Lip Biscuit and them kind of got a hold of it and then it kind of developed uh, from there on. Um, yeah, but I just always felt like there was a lot of people that just basically took like, well, hey, it's like it's Walk This Way by DMC, right? Like it just like, hey, we'll put a big ACDC riff and right, you know, a right. metal riff and we'll just rap a bunch of shit over it. Right, this is right. like they're, these guys are like listening to fucking Pink Floyd and Hendrix, right, and like right trippy shit and like kind of embodying that like strangeness did they play of, with like, a band when you saw them yeah yeah it was kind of like oh, a wow. drummer a guy that was kind of had a bunch of this is I mean I was drunk a long time ago by the way so um hmm. but like you know like 
the one guy had kind of like you know turntables, electronics, keyboards type shit, and then a guitar player and a drummer. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cool lineup. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. So I so I guess it was a full band that played here. I thought it was samples. I think it is a lot of samples too, but like some of it's definitely live drums for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think they were just kind of mixing. Like you know, that's the other thing I like about this record is there's a certain messiness to it where I don't feel like they had like a blueprint. They were just kind of like whatever sounded cool, whether that was like a, right, a riff right. off a record or like uh-huh. a guitar over it or like live drums or both at the same well, time. It absolutely worked out. Um, you know, cause I did hear some uh, record scratches from time to time. Yeah. They definitely um, had a, a guy that was doing some DJs and had some other, I can't remember, maybe drum machines, electronics kind of boxes and stuff. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't take over the whole thing. It's just so happens to be there. Um, no. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. What's the one I wanted to use? This is another really true. I think Suspended in Air is a really... One yeah, of, that's like, the last song, right? Is yeah, the, or last or second to last. But yeah, this one is a really just like, I think on the... I feel like it gets progressively more like psychedelic as it goes on. Right, right, um, right. Like, what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds like Sonic Youth. <laughs> yeah. Or like can or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Can's rules. Can also a big uh, influence on King Cobra. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which, but like, which, which era of Can? Like just in general. Uh, De- Demo, um, Demo Suzuki is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like Demo Suzuki era, I would say like Tego Mego. Yup. Um, particularly our song Head Clean. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Also, no, I want to listen to that now with that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, lately, I've been into the like the quote unquote bad can records at the end. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Like, no, the, they're not bad. The Actually, disco, like the disco can yeah, records, yeah, that yeah. are like they sold out in a very bizarre way that was destined to like only piss off their fans and not be successful commercially. It was but, so <laughs> weird, yeah, because it's it's like you you can't escape being can because you're still like weird, you yeah, know. But they were trying to do this kind of weird like disco vibe. It was yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, was it Mon- was that monster movie? Um, uh, no, monster movies. Uh, this one's like there's one that's just called Can. It has like a wrench on the cover. Oh, that's and, right. And then there's right, another yeah. one like, and a bunch of the originals were gone by then. Yeah, now that's uh, that was yeah yeah because yeah. it was also a different singer. Um, yes, yeah. like in I think Holder Zuke had like yeah. left the band. Rest by in then. peace. Yes, yeah, yeah that's right there. my boy. Yeah, I love his solo records too. Oh yeah, Flow Motion, and then there's one just called Can, like a self-titled from yeah. like '79. Now that's good shit. This chorus is so crazy. <laughs> right, right, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of growling on, like, rawr on the cell. You know, I, I really appreciate that. Because, you know, at first it was a little jarring. Um, but as it went, it was just kind of just funny, you know? I mean, yeah, they're, they're leaving it all on the field, you know? Right. <laughs> now, this is a really hidden gem. Thank you so much for showing this to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad you liked it. It's, it's one I've been trying to like think about doing on the show, and then for a while it wasn't on streaming. Then I, I thought of it again, and I just there was something like is not anything like your music, but there was just sort of a spirit of like people just like following the muse or whatever. 
right, like, right. where it led. You know what I mean? Like, and that's personal for everybody. That you know, it doesn't mean like you sound like them. It's just an adventureness, right? Advent, no, you I, know. I, I see. I, I yeah, I get what you mean. It's but funny it, because um, in real life, I'm a very skittish person. <laughs> but musically, you know? you're wild. Yeah, yeah. No, in life, I'm. <laughs> well, me and Brian are actually very like. Uh, we don't like being touched. We don't like moving around too much. You know. When we're on stage, it's something different, though. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And just sort of, like... I, this was always a great time in the 90s, too, where it was, like, the alternative thing kind of blew up, and it was post-Nirvana, mm-hmm. and, like... I, I think there's a magic time what happens when something sort of culturally happens, and then, like, the the um, the business and, and, and the sort of the, the structure of, of power. Like, they just don't know what's going on. Right. So you're just like, yeah, fuck, sign these guys, sure. You know what I mean? Like, right, there's like right. kids like rap and weird shit. I don't know. Like, yeah, rap, you know. Yeah. So like, there was all these bands that had no business being signed to a major label. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Snuck through because it was like none of those guys at the labels knew what the fuck was going on anymore. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, they'd been they'd been through the eighties and like you know hair metal and pop and everything. Yeah, like, some yacht rock. Yeah, and like now yeah. it was like, well, kids like weird shit these guys yeah. are weird gen you know? x is a super yeah it's just like i don't know what they like i mean i feel like there's a pit open right now um but it, it's more yeah. guided by algorithm but uh, i think back then it's just kind of these head executives that had to make these decisions sure and um, now everything's kind of been blown up where like i don't know now you just gotta hope like a 12 year old puts you on tiktok or something i guess but yeah um, yeah you know, no, like, that's, but, uh, like there's really no rules or even advantage now i don't know if You'd even want to be on a label. You know it, what I mean? It, like, it, it'll be one of those hindsight as twenty twenty things um, because I I don't think anybody knows what the fuck is going on. You know? No, so. it's it's wild. I mean, you know, like uh, you know, I that that's what's kind of cool, maybe about what's happening. Is just everything was destabilized, and you know, now it's like I don't know. Somebody like Lil Nas X, you know, can come just from being sort of like this viral kid to being like a huge artist, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's blue, funny you, you mentioned know? that. Cause that's literally who came up, uh, who, who appeared in my mind, uh, immediately was, uh, was him. Yeah. And, um, which is, which is on cool. a nine inch nail sample. Yeah. <laughs> you so know? Weird. Cause the, the moment I heard it, I was like, this is nine inch nails. You know what I mean? <laughs> never, never will it be nine inch nails again. Don't you feel bad though? Because you like, you know, just knowing the business, like, I always feel bad because, like, you know, Trent stays getting paid, and like, oh, yeah. I bet Trent made ten times more money off that song than Lil Nas X did. Like, uh, or mm- or like, or he made more money on that song than the record itself for sure. <laughs> Probably, you yeah. know, because Trent's old enough where he's been through a few contracts and has his like publishing in order now and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where- he's. Uh, I'm. I'm trying. To, you know, one of my dreams is to actually make music with him. But uh, oh, really? Like, yeah. I'm would you Would a- you want to make like the more soundtrack kind of stuff that he does, or? Like the no, more nine inch I want, nails. Like you I want, want to do like I, I want to do nine inch nails with teeth style um, music with him and Brian eventually if he likes rap, you know. That'd be um, well, Trent. I know you listen. I know you're, you're a big mm, fan of the show. Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 listen, you nerdy bitch. <laughs> he is a nerdy. He's a nerd. For yeah, sure. no, he is. Yeah, and he's from Pennsylvania. You know, or no, he, oh, is it, Ohio. Is he not? Oh, is that what yep. it is? Ohio. Yep. Yeah. He's Ohio. Yeah, man. Ohio's. Uh, hey, I was just in your from, hometown, buddy. Where were you in Cleveland? No, I was in Oxford. Uh, we, I was there for a wedding. Um, it's a, it's a little bit outside Columbus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give you a little Cleveland Trent Reznor movie trivia. So. There was this like really bad '80s movie called Light of Day, mm-hmm. and it was 
it was when they were it was kind of post like um back to the future with michael j fox like they're really trying to make him into like a thing right and he was already a thing so it's him and joan jett and their brothers and sisters that have a rock band called the bar busters like this real you know gutsy rock and roll outfit in cleveland and like there's one scene in the movie where like they're in this bar talking with like the bass player and the drummer and shit and there's this kind of like you know Ponzi like synth pop band playing and they're kind of like oh it's not real rock and roll kind of shit and <laughs> yeah. that's Trent's pre Nine Inch Nails like synth pop band that was way more like Depeche Mode type shit. Wait, is it is it? A, I think that is is it around? Is that uh? Is there any footage of that? They're in the movie. Like, oh, is that right? Yeah, like it's with Michael J. Fox. Like they're like literally they got picked to be like the like the synth pop band that the real rock and rollers like oh, made fun no of for like shit. a second. And the movie's called Light of Day with Joan Jett and. And, and Michael J. Fox, which is, it's a really weird movie. No, that's awesome. And it's not that great. I'm not gonna say it's a great movie, but it's, it's kind of like a cool, like, I mean, curiosity. it's a piece of, it's a piece of history because yeah. he, there, there's at that point, uh, the, the, you know, the music consciousness, Nine Inch Nails is not a thing. No. And this is like pre Nine Inch Nails. So he's got the kind of like, you know, like swooped over bangs and wearing kind of like a rolled up sleeves, like oh, Miami, nice. Miami vice kind of like, you know, magenta. <laughs> like oh, you know what? This is, a, this is kind of coming back into my mind a little bit, just a little, little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a pretty funny little, little, little thing in that movie. If you could track it down, it's kind of hard to find. I think I watched it like on YouTube sometime, like mm, in parts or whatever. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But, there was a, there's another one of those for, uh, and I never listened to tool before. Maybe now that I'm 30, I should start listening to tool, but yeah, they also yeah. had some public access, um, uh, footage that was found of them just uh, jamming out, and the bassist had one of those little basses with uh, no headstock on it. Oh, the Steinberger, um, yeah. Is that what it is? It's like a little square, and then it has no head. It's like yeah, tiny. yeah. yeah. A lot of uh, prog dudes really got into yeah, it for some they reason, were like, big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, they, those were like cast out of like it was a, a single cast body of like graphite. Was that it? Yeah. yeah so it's no. not. It's not wood. It was like <laughs> Steinberger was like this NASA engineer that was like. I'm, I think guitars are inefficiently engineered, so I'm going to make like a space age well, that's guitar. Why, that's why prog nerds like that shit. They, oh yeah, to, it was yeah, guitar yeah. mag guys like jacked over, jacked off over those guitars. You know, right? So it was yeah, like, yeah. It's like aerodynamic. <laughs> and you know? wood, wood is an inefficient old technology. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, it, <laughs> we're making it out of carbon fiber. You know? Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. totally what it was. Yeah, yeah it was some yeah. sort of graphite like thing. Um, all right. Well, it, well, I was going to say in the '80s, I think they were really. Um, it was really unique in that in that sense that people were really trying to push technology and, and music uh, into marriage. I mean, like synth synth music really took off then. So I oh, think yeah. it might have been part of part of that, you know. Um, oh, totally. And now it's funny because they're just like odd curiosities, like the synth guitar, um, that aren't necessarily particularly um, standards, but they are just like, oh, like this is what they thought the future was going to be like, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was, which is kind of like, you know, futures that never happened is kind of a cool, like. Yeah, thing, yeah, you know? I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, let's let's hear one more. How about uh, Jason? I like to hear "Infested." This one oh, has dude, kind of a. That's a really good one. This one's a little more trip hoppy. Yeah, yeah. For this yeah. album, and they have a, a previous album called "Heavy Load." Um, for people, if you're digging this, it's, it's also well worth checking out. It's a little less guitar heavy um, and more beat oriented. So that one's equally worth checking out. 
But Infested, I think, is a really cool kind of trip, trip hoppy kind of mm. vibe. That's the scratching. Yep. I always wondered how people uh, sync bands with, um, you know, with a turntablist. I, uh, I had a... It must be a headache. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is good. Oh, yeah. That's what that looked. That weird, yeah. And the bottle, the bottle sort of sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's one thing. I, yeah. I really like the production on this one. Yeah. I played bass in a, in a, is a backing band for a hip hop group from here called Unknown Profits. And, um, we did a oh, few, wow. we did some shows with guitar, bass, drums, and a turntable. And like, it's kind of a mess. It's tough. <laughs> Yeah, it's like no, he's Mod- just like, Modest Mouse did it um, you know. on one of their songs. I forget. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, Unknown Prophets though. Um, that's you know. Yeah, I they think, were kind of like part of that, like you know, like early atmosphere and Brother Ali yeah, type yeah, shit that was yeah, coming yeah, out of here. Because uh, Rhyme Sayers. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they yeah, were they yeah. weren't on Rhyme Sayers, but they were sort of like in that zone. Yeah, yeah, Slug and all <clears throat> them. Yo, yo, yeah, yeah. But oh, it, yeah, it, Slug's from your around your way, isn't he? Oh yeah, all rhyme series is all Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, is that all, right? Yeah, that's like is, idea. Yeah. Is that a rhyme series? Is he yep, from rhyme idea and abilities. Yep. All no those. shit. Yeah, that's all Minneapolis. And then the the later there was the Doom Tree stuff like POS. And that's right. Jessa. Yeah. yeah. So like Minneapolis is kind of like a little backpack empire. Man, you know what I mean? I, I had no idea. Yep. No rhyme um, series. They had a, they had a great um. They had a record store that just recently closed over COVID called Fifth Element and like jeez, dude, like back in the day, man, you you could find stuff there that you would you probably have to go to like new york to find man you know? minneapolis literally is like blessed with so much good music it's always been yeah it's been a good place to kind of be it, involved you with know music. what brian says brian doesn't like them that much for some reason because he's a, he's anti-nerd but yeah they're nerd let, yeah let me tell you something man they fuck brian again and uh, we, we, I don't want to break up this band here. So no, you know what? <laughs> Every day I wake up and I cry because Brian is in my life. <laughs> now nah, he's not here to defend himself, but um, uh, Rhyme Series is a huge influence on me. At growing up as a kid, especially when there was like not uh, underground music wasn't yeah. necessarily like uh, when it's cell phone ringtone rap. I think they called it uh, became a thing and. Finding like rhyme sayers was like a lifesaver. Yeah, no, I mean they have, they have had a great run. I mean they're still going. Um, and I mean back in the day, you know, obviously like like the Lucy Ford EPs and all that stuff. Um, oh, I have a rhyme sayers T-shirt with uh, Mario on it. Not oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny too because like there was this guy that used to work at the Electric Fetus, which is an old like hippie record store that still exists, but. He was named with John John, and he was like part of the business side of um, Rhyme Series. And he told me an interesting story once at the store. He was like, um, "Slug, you know, was part of that like mid like '90s kind of like Midwestern like freestyles competition uh-huh, circuit." Uh-huh. And all the Rhyme Series dudes will swear by this that they he did one of those DMX battle things or whatever. He faced a very, very young like. You remember Eminem had that earlier thing where he was more like Nas, like Infinite, yeah, or whatever, yeah, like before Infinite, Infinite the, yeah, where yeah. he was just more of rapidy rapping kind uh-huh. of, you know, nineties right, type shit. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They claim that that like him and Slug freestyled in a battle, 
and Slug was doing all his kind of emo shit, like I'm a loser and I'm you know right, scrub right. and yeah, like yeah. we're broke and we just like are kind of dirtbag skateboarder kind of dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trashy. And they they claim that like Eminem went with him was all just you know like psychokinetic, you know, kind of stuff like that. <laughs> right. And like like you know exoskeleton, right. you know, right, right, shit. Yeah, and yeah. like uh. And, and they claim that, like, after, like, Eminem kind of, like, lost to Slug in this battle, because Slug was just doing really, like, relatable shit that was, like, different than what everyone else was doing at the battle. Right, right. And he, that's when he came back with all the Slim Shady shit. Man. Talking about being K- poor, talking right, about right. his family, and talking right. about, like, his girlfriends. And, like, yeah, because Kim and Cage also had uh, some beef, too. And uh, um, wasn't Cage a Rhyme Sayers guy? I think he was related. I think he might have put out some stuff on on them. He wasn't from mm. Minneapolis, but right, right, yeah, no, nah, but uh, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, and I'm not gonna say any names, but it definitely has happened to me. Uh, what's oh some, really? What's it? Oh yeah, man. What's some major? What's some major players? Huh. You know, uh, it happens. You know, I think yeah. it just happens when you when you get a little bit of an underground um, success. Yeah, and yeah. Um, somebody who's fortunate enough to sort of break through. Um, interesting and has been within your vicinity yeah it happens but the thing is it's crazy because you know you sort of get um feel like i I sounded like uh donald trump right now i'm not gonna say any names (laughs) but um you know it it happens you get gaslighted a lot and you know people are you're like no no way you know like you're just you you know you're bitter and all this which you know it's true i am yes (laughs) you know but um you know yeah, but yeah, well, no that that happens all that happens. So, so I hundred percent believe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. I do love Eminem's first two records, though. Like, oh yeah, I mean, he's, after after Infinite, you know, whatever came after it, like yeah, Slim I remember Shady, the Slim Shady EP, and then that's um, good shit, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's now he's almost like one of those guitar players that can just play like a million notes kind of thing, like a you know Steve Vai type dude yeah, or something. Like he's just like yeah. a rap version of that, where it's like it's kind of technically impressive on a certain level. Just like, but, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I know. I mean, I it's, it's not fun. really like it's not really yeah. music. It's just kind of like to me. It's like it's like watching like an athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like oh wow, the human mouth and tongue can like say right. stuff that oh, yeah. fast. Like yeah, that's no, one hundred percent. Interesting. Like, if anything, but, um, sorry, what were you saying? No, it's like interesting on sort of like an intellectual level, but like it doesn't move me as like music. No, no. It, well, exactly. It's sort of like. Um, you know, at this point, he's just sort of flexing his prowess, you know, as uh, as because what is he going to talk about? You know, I mean, I feel like, <laughs> you, you know, uh, but I have a lot of respect for that, dude. I know there's like this huge revisionist history where nobody likes him, um, especially, you know, but hey, fuck it. I mean, I, when he I, came out, know. that was when he came out, it was a big deal. I mean, like, yeah. it was it was wild. You I mean, know, he was co-signed by Dre, like yeah. the biggest uh, artist of the decade, you know, for sure. And um. But yeah, no. It's uh, speaking of Steve Vai, uh, he came from Frank Zappa, right? He's yep. a Frank Zappa. Yeah, yeah, he was playing with Zappa when he was like maybe fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, which Shake is Your Booty, great record. Yeah. Oh, you're, Z- uh, you're a Zappa guy. Big time. Really? Huge. Okay. Wow. Man, I, I, yeah, man. Zappa. Actually, another thing this reminded me of too is Captain Beefheart. Yes. Um, yeah. Totally. It would be, but yes. more grounded. More, more grounded later on, Captain Beefheart, like Ice Cream for Crow. Yeah, um, that's that's the best one, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Or no, like I'm, safe as milk. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Duh. Yeah. 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 yeah, Trump, yeah Trump mask is definitely the the, the most challenging one for sure. Yeah. Um, no. Nah, but I'm a huge Zappa fan, man. I used to just sit around. I would literally skip school just to listen to Zappa. But I skipped school to listen to a lot of music. I mean, I, I would <laughs> yeah, spend yeah. hours 
going up and down the CD aisle or, or then just going home and um, sh- uh, fixing my iPod. And um, yeah. So every time you say, I, I say I'm really into something, I, re- I am very much into it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I have, uh, I have complicated feelings about Frank Zappa. But, um, yeah, you know what? Like, Listen, I, 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 w- I kind of like. I, I wish I liked him more or less because, like, no, no. his best stuff is really like. I mean, he was fucking talented guy, and like, his I mean, be- he's annoying though. There's some, you know some I mean? smarmy kind of like smug kind of yeah, like jokey yeah, aspect yeah. to him that I don't like. That kind of like turned into like Ween and that kind of like. I don't love yeah. like that real like kind of sarcastic kind of vibe. Right, right, yeah. But like the original mothers, a- you know, like freak out. Like that's amazing. Oh, we're only in it for the money. Yeah, or like up to like I think everything through like hot rats. I definitely fuck with. Yeah, um, you know what it was? He started doing those weird long marimba solos and shit. Like you know, started smelling his own farts, and I thought yeah. that was you know, or but just yeah, some no. that like you know, like oh, sexy Shirley. Blah. Oh, like, that's right. <laughs> she's gonna show us her titties. Kind of, she's yeah, like, dude, like, shut up. You're like fucking, yeah, like, yeah. you're like forty two, dude. Yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah. That Jewish kind of princess. Stuff. Yeah, titties and beer. Like yeah, the whole yeah. Joe's garage. Like that shit. I'm just like, dude, no, sorry. Yeah, but like, yeah. but like the like. You know, like Peaches and Regalia or something like like oh, he has man. some fucking Amazing. beautiful music, yeah, yeah. And you know what's really funny about about that is just, it's literally like it reminds me of like boomer strip comics, like the the dirty ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, yeah. That's that's it's just boomer humor, like at at its peak. You know, yeah, and and it's not hasn't held up well. No, no, <laughs> like, not at, at all. all. I mean, no. he says some homophobic shit too. Yeah, which, um, sex. I mean, really fucking misogynistic. <laughs> and like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I mean. You can't deny, like, as a, co- a composer, like, some of the stuff is, like, like some of that shit, like, Waka Jawaka or, like, Grand Wazoo is, like, oh, yeah. insane Inca music. Rhodes. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, and George Duke, you know, yeah. my man, George Duke, rest in peace. Yeah, Cozy Powell. And the, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. No, I mean, his if you played in Zappa's band, you had to be, like, a monster. Oh, top like, tier, yeah. It was, like, he was, like, probably him and James Brown was just, like, dictators, like, it had to be perfect or you're out. So, yeah. Wow, we got we got all over the place. We're in Zappa now. I love yeah, that. no, that's uh, <laughs> no. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, uh, um, I, you know, I, I still literally just like get drunk and um, I want to just make it known that I, I still very much I, uh, like I love music very much. You know, I, I, I literally get wasted at night. My girlfriend hates it, and she sometimes she kicks me off the bed because I end up coming back sm- smell like beer and cigarettes. But I get wasted, and I sit in the in the backyard until the sun comes up, just listening to um, music all That's awesome. night. Yeah. Well, and you know, truly, I think that comes through in 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 the record, and I think it comes through in what you do. And um, like I said, man, I'm, I just I'm really, I'm, really glad, yeah. I'm I'm so happy we got to do this. Like you know, your pick was Charlie Crockett. It was really something cool and interesting, and um, I'm, it was cool chopping it up about New Kingdom Absolutely. with you. And so. Yeah. Um, like I said, man, everyone just check out, check out the record, um, infinity knives and Brian Annals, King Cobra. It's all, it's, you can find it wherever digital music is on the internet. Um, oh, yeah. and man, just Tariq, thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it, man. Ah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Cool. You know, um, you know, it was an honor, uh, being on this podcast. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, uh, definitely, uh, let's, let's keep in touch. Maybe we can, uh, do this again down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll keep you guys updated on future projects and everything. Absolutely do. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Thanks so much. And uh, to, to everyone, thank you for listening. As always, if you want to support what we do, uh, you can go to minmax or uh, patreon.com slash minmax, M-I-N-N-M-A-X, which is our kind of 
parent organization, and uh, they do a lot of great video game stuff. Oh, MinMax. I know yeah, MinMax. Yeah. yeah, I watch yeah. a lot of video game news. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so they, yeah, we're kind of part of the part. There's a lot of ex-game informer people there and stuff. So they're oh, great, no shit. Great folks. We're part of the extended MinMax family, I guess. We're kind of their weird music thing on the side. So. Oh, dude. Yeah, oh, nice. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I had no idea. I'll, I'll tell Ben, who runs it, Ben Hansen, you know, does a great job over there, and, and as, as does everyone. So yeah, we appreciate no. your yeah. That's yeah. video games are my life. Nice, you know, like um, I, I I know I said music, but uh, really I don't really like making music. I, it's an, a means to an end because really I'd be playing video games all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Watch, I watch a ton of video game news. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it, the games are awesome. We love them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but um, thanks so much. Next Tariq. time we'll talk about that shit. Yeah, we could talk. We could fucking talk video game soundtracks or something. Or yeah, you know, shit yeah. like that too. So, um, and, Metal uh, Gear and, Solid Three. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. Tariq, so much uh, thanks for being on the show. Love having you. Love the album, and uh, it's, it's been great. Uh, everyone else, we'll uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, and uh, until then, take care. Mm-hmm.